Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week with your copywriting business. This week, I want to talk to you about lead magnets. Now, this is a topic idea that was suggested to me uh, just a few days ago by a copywriter named Mike Sweeney. So, Mike, thank you very much for that topic suggestion. I appreciate it. And what Mike wanted to know for his own copywriting business is that is what types of lead magnets are working well to promote copywriting services. So if you were to offer a lead magnet as part of your marketing for your own writing or copywriting services, what what sort of lead magnet would work well for you? Well, let me begin by describing what a lead magnet is. A lead, lead magnet is something special that you offer on your website or in your other marketing campaigns or in your prospecting, something special that you offer that gets prospects interested in your services, interested enough to give you their name and give you their email address, okay? And that could be anything, really. But typically, what most people think of as a lead magnet is some sort of content piece, like a white paper or a special report or an infographic, or a tip sheet, or something, some type of content that they offer to get prospects interested in their services. And you've seen these before. You've you've visited websites before where uh, you visit the website and there's an offer for a free report. And And the topic of that free report may have been so enticing to you that you went ahead and clicked and you filled out a little form and you gave that website your name and email address and you downloaded that free report. And sure enough, you started to get some follow-up emails from that, that company. Well, what's happened? Well, that free white paper that so interested you was like a magnet. It drew you in, didn't it? And once you signed up for it, you became a lead for that company. And that company thinks, hey, you might be interested in in our products and services, and they follow up with you. So in a way, when you've you've requested that white paper, you raised your hand. At least that's the way the company sees it. You raised your hand and said, I'm interested in learning more about your company. I I may be a a customer someday. Stay in touch with me. (laughs) That's kind of what you're doing. You become a lead for that company. Well, you can do that in your own business as a copywriter. You can create a lead magnet to get marketing directors and business owners and and creative directors of design firms or whoever you're targeting with your copywriting services. You can create a lead magnet to get them interested in what you do and to get them to sign up and uh, on your website and, and respond to your ads or whatever the case may be. That's a lead magnet. Um, it sometimes goes by different names. It used to be called a freebium. Uh, in my book that I co-wrote a few years ago called The Wealthy Freelancer, I called it a buzz piece. But the most common name in the B2B world now is lead magnet. Now, how do you use a lead magnet? Well, I just gave you one example. The most common way to use one is on your website. But you can also use it in other ways as well. You can use it in email prospecting when you're reaching out 
to potential prospects via email or even telephone. You can use a lead magnet as an offer. You can uh, contact companies and, and offer them your free white paper or ebook or tip sheet or whatever lead magnet that you've created for your business. You can also use it in advertising if you advertise or in networking when you're going to a meeting and you're running into potential prospects at an event or a meeting or uh, a conference. You can offer to send them a copy of your of your uh, lead magnet. You don't you don't say, "Hey, would you like a copy of my lead magnet?" You'd say, "I have a special report on this topic that you might be interested in. May I send it to you?" <laughs> so you can you can use a lead magnet in so many different ways. It's so versatile with uh, to use in your marketing. Now, what type of lead magnets are working well for? B2B writers and copywriters? That's a specific question that Mike Sweeney asked me. Uh, to begin with, before getting into formats, it's important to start with the content. What topic, what content of a lead magnet is going to work well, whether it's a white paper or an ebook or a, a tip sheet or an infographic? The content is critical. Okay, and your content needs to satisfy two criteria. In fact, it must satisfy these two criteria or your lead magnet will not work. So here they are. Criterion number one. It must be of high interest to your prospects. So if you're targeting marketing directors, it has to be of high interest to them. Okay, it has to be the content has to be so irresistible that they, you know, in the sea of information they get hit with, they notice it and they want to download it and look at it right away. So it's high interest content to your target audience, whether it be marketing directors or creative directors or business owners, whatever the case may be. That's criteria number one. If it's not high interest to them, you know, you're just not going to get their attention. And number two, your content also has to position you as the go-to copywriter to call. It has to position you as the expert, as the copywriter to call. So it has to be of high interest to your prospects, number one, and position you as the go-to copywriter, number two. Let me give you some examples. Let's say you were to write a white paper on how to get low-cost vacations in the Bahamas. Now, would that be of high interest to your prospects? Might be. Who wouldn't want low-cost vacation in the Bahamas? But would it position you as a go-to copywriter to call? Of course it wouldn't. It wouldn't at all because, because you know, low-cost vacations in the Bahamas have nothing to do with your copywriting. It doesn't position you as a as an expert copywriter at all. So it wouldn't meet those two criteria. That's a bit of a joke I often use sometimes in workshops. Now, let me give you another example. If you wrote a tip sheet called uh, Five Copywriting Tips That Work. Five Copywriting Tips That Work. Would that be of high interest to your prospects? Be careful now. The answer is no. Because that topic is so general, so fluffy, so you know, common, 
that prospects are not going to be motivated to fill out a form on your website or request it in any other way. Uh, because they can get five tips, copywriting tips, just by Googling it and getting all kinds of copywriting tips. So it's just too general to work. So it's not going to be of high interest. It may be of some interest, but not of high interest to your prospects. But does that position you as a go-to copywriter? In a way, it does, because you're you're authoring a tip sheet on copywriting. Just by doing that, it positions you as a bit of an expert. So satisfies the second criteria, but not the first. You've got to satisfy both criteria. Let me give you an example of a, uh, of a special report that does just, just that. This is a real one. This is by a copywriter named Sally Jones, and she did this a few years ago. I'm not sure if she still uses it today, but she wanted to get more case study work because she's an excellent case study writer. So she identified that her prospects, the number one problem they have with, with case studies, is getting their customers to agree to participate in a case study to begin with. That's very difficult for marketing directors. So she wrote a, a special report called Nine Powerful Strategies to Get Customers to Say Yes to Case Studies. Now, does that satisfy the first criteria? Is that of high interest to her prospects? Yes, because that's a big problem that her, that her target audience has, getting their customers to agree to participate. So, so yes, that's very high interest to her prospects. And does that topic, does that content position Sally Jones as a go-to copywriter for case studies? Absolutely, because she wrote the report. You know, and that just by authoring that report, it positions you as a bit of an expert on that topic, which is case studies. So can you imagine her offering that on her website? Anybody who's interested in case studies and just by seeing that on her website, it's going to position her as a go-to expert at what she does. So that's, that is a great example of choosing the right content because it satisfies those two criteria of high interest to the prospects that you're targeting. It's irresistible to them. And it positions you as a go-to copywriter to call. So whatever format your, your lead magnet takes, it must satisfy those two criteria. Okay, so now that you, now let's say you've nailed the content and you want to, and you, like you know the topic, and, and you want to create a lead magnet. What format should it take? There's all kinds of formats. There's you can do a long white paper. You can do a shorter ebook or special report. You can do a one-page infographic. What works? Well, let me give you um, my opinion on this because there's no there's no hard and fast rule to this. Um, but my opinion is that the best format is the five-page special report. That is a cover plus five pages of content. A five-page special report is long enough to be meaty and meaningful, contain a lot of great content, but yet it's short enough to be relatively easy to write for you, and it's a manageable type of project. It's not so. It's not a really. It's not a nine-page white paper that's going to take you a long time. It's five pages that may contain some tips or some good information or advice, and it's it's easier for you to write. Um, and it's also long enough, five pages, to show off your great writing, because never forget, your lead magnet is not only a lead magnet, it's also a 
portfolio sample. It's an example of your great writing. So it acts as a portfolio sample as well. So I like the five-page special report format because it's just manageable and easy and works well for copywriters. But there's other types of formats as well. You can do the infographic. And an infographic, as you know, is a combination of images and charts and graphics and 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 words, words and images working together in a unique format called the infographic. If you're unfamiliar with that format, just Google info, infographic on Google. You'll find thousands of them. Uh, these are typically one or two pages long, although sometimes they're even longer, but one or two pages is the norm. And it's a great way if, uh, it's a great format to use if you are providing some content that's relatively short, like a, a, a short list of tips, or some survey results, or a process, like if you had an infographic on a five-step technique for writing a great headline, yeah, that might be perfect for an infographic. The thing about infographics as a format is that they have a kind of a buzz factor to them. Uh, even though the internet is loaded with infographics, people are still curious uh, about them. They're interested in them. They're so visual, uh, people like them. So uh, there's, there's, a, there's a buzz factor that makes them uh, popular. And, you know, and they, they get shared uh, amongst people as well. It's one of the most shared type of content on the internet is an infographic. So it could be a format that might work well for you. I know several copywriters who use infographics as their lead magnet. Now, it doesn't take long to write an infographic. You can probably write one in a day. It's getting it designed that may take you some time. You'll have to partner up with a uh, graphic designer and get it professionally designed. You don't want it, you want it to look good. You don't want it to look sloppy or amateurish. It represents you, so you want it to look good. There are a lot of infographic templates you can find on the internet to try to do it yourself. But seriously, unless you're good at graphics and good at um, have a good eye for what works and what doesn't with graphics, then I recommend hooking up with a good freelance uh, designer, paying a couple hundred dollars, and getting a, uh, a nice-looking infographic design done. Because like I said, it represents you and your business. So infographics work well. That five-page special report works well. Another format that works well that's really easy is the checklist format. Uh, I've seen this work under special situations where it's simply a checklist. You can have, a, let's say, offer a checklist for a successful email campaign or a checklist for uh, an effectively written website or a checklist for um, writing about your company brand or something like that. You can come up with a checklist for just about anything. And if it's practical, useful checklist, then your target audience may be very interested in it. And the great thing about a checklist is that it's relatively easy for you to create. But again, just like the infographic, when you do create it, you know, don't just have a Word document or a simple-looking PDF. Dress it up with a nice design. Make it look good because it represents you. So those are the three formats, I think, that work well. The five-page special report, the infographic, the checklist. There are other formats as well. You can do templates. You can do uh, self-scoring needs assessment. You can do bundle of articles. Uh, you can do a tip sheet. 
there are many different formats, but those first three I find work well. And my favorite is the five-page uh, special report, simply because that gives you an opportunity to showcase your writing, which is very important as well. So I hope those tips help you in creating a lead magnet that will generate leads for your writing business. Uh, lead magnets, although it seems like everybody uses them, they still work very, very well. So I'm Steve Slonwhite. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of B2B Writing Success. And would you do me a favor? If you have any topic suggestions like Mike Sweeney did, thank you, Mike, send me an uh, email, steve at steveslonwhite.com, and I would love to hear from you. And for past episodes of this podcast, don't forget to uh, subscribe at iTunes or go to www.b2bwritingsuccess.com to find all the past episodes right there. So until next week, have a great week with your B2B writing or copywriting business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.